Michelle Visage, here we are again and again <laughs> and another one and another one. I know we started this interesting journey not knowing, not knowing what was going to happen. What was going to happen with the podcast, yeah. you mean? Yeah. We, because podcasting, although it's not new in the world, people are starting to really latch on to it over the past, mm-hmm. I don't know, five years or so, mm-hmm. even though it's been around a lot longer. Well, it's a big part of their, their lifestyle, yeah. you know, because like, you know, radio was always a part of people's lifestyle. You know, talk radio and all that kind of stuff. And actually, when we were doing Morning Drive Radio, we always wanted to have a longer format where we could just be ourselves. We did. Yeah. We used to talk all the time. Damn. And that's the the radio mentality of morning show people. And I'm going to speak on behalf of all morning show people because I know exactly how they feel, having done it for so long. And how they feel is, this music is getting in the way of my show. <laughs> and our bosses, especially like the Clear Channels and the CBS radios, I'm sorry, iHeart Radio or whatever it is, uh-huh. iHeart Media now. What happens is there is a format, you guys in terrestrial radio where they say you have 35 minutes uh, 35 seconds to talk right over here and that's now the break now when we were in morning radio our breaks were a good five to seven minutes long and they were great they were moving people still talk about us when we did mornings on ktu in new york city 20 years ago 20 years ago Mm -hmm. um and then actually 21 years because it was 96 when we launched and what what happened was is it's changed over the time they do all these over focus groups and over research the crap out of it that has ruined terrestrial radio and i have always been a big proponent of it i have said and i think even to you before because we were meant to go back and do it again in 2005 and i've always said radio will never die because it's free mm-hmm. but what changed the game for me mentally in saying that is because cars have changed mm-hmm. and now almost if not every car coming out is equipped with i'm sure it's not everybody they, they all have bluetooth sure and or an aux cord Mm-hmm. So you don't have to listen to terrestrial radio anymore. What changed the game was not podcasting in Sirius Satellite. No, that wasn't it. Mm-hmm. What changed the game was the ability to listen to what the hell you want to listen to. Yeah, on demand. Correct. Yeah. And not just the iPad because that or the iPod. Mm-hmm. That wasn't going to change the game. But being able to listen to what you want, when you want it, yeah. from any source that you have it and plug it into your car speaker, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a game changer. So terrestrial radio, as you know, it is not going to be around forever. And I think that... The jocks that do morning radio are 100% correct to think this song is really ruining my show. <laughs> because we are there for the music, but we're there for the music for well, two to three songs an hour. Yeah, well, you not know what, 12. What I didn't like about doing the the radio, terrestrial radio, was um, the, the over focused group. Yeah. They, they, every decision was made based on what a focus group would do, which is valuable information, but the, it loses its heart and soul. You know, you know we were doing that. that we were lit playing "Unbreak My Heart," which is a brilliant song. The remix. Uh, the remix of it. Uh-huh. I don't. We in our show, which was we we'd go on the air at six. Six to ten. Six to ten. We would play it once an hour, mm-hmm. or maybe more. It felt like more. Not usually more than once an hour, but um, what happens is that these focus groups they'll put these mostly women, especially our station, because our core demo was women twenty five fifty four, and that's the money demo. And they'd put them in a room and they'd pay them X amount of dollars, give them cookies and milk, and they'd have a knob in front of them, mm-hmm. and then they'd play a song, and then they they would turn the knob all the way up if they loved the song, or all the way down if they hated it. Same thing with a morning show bit. So if we did horoscopes, if they hated it, they could turn it down or turn mm-hmm. it up. I sat in and watched one of these. You are groups. kidding. No, it was really interesting. But what it's really did good. Did they paint devil horns on my picture? Absolutely not. Uh-huh. I'm sure it was mine they would do that too. <laughs> um, what was interesting about it is I would believe that focus group, if there were more than 25 women 
and you have to have, they try to get all ethnic backgrounds and all different things. You can't ever count on 25 women to represent the 10 million that are listening in the tri-state area. That's A. Mm -hmm. B, for music, I would count on that more than content. Because if you get somebody who's way more conservative and then you put them with a weirdo that loves us, you're going to go, the weirdo's going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you do, you can't super serve, women is too blanketed. Yeah. It's not super serving our core demo. So it it was so faulty. And then they went, they switched to pe- personal, called PPM, personal people meter, Ooh. where people would have to wear basically a beeper. It's like a, um, a house arrest. Correct. Like yeah. a scram bracelet. Mm-hmm. And it did everything wrong. So what was happening is if you were in an office that played Light FM, it was going to pick up Light FM all uh-huh. day. Uh-huh. But guess what? You're not a Light FM P1. It just happens to be playing in your office. Wait, wait you just said you're not a... A P1 is your P1 is your core demo person. The person that only listens to, let's say, WKTU, because that was our radio station, 24-7. But your WKTU P1 listener is in an office. What does P1 stand for? Your number um, I don't know what it stands for. P1. P1. I'm trying to explain because you are you're talking industry talk and I don't know what P1 means your core listener, your most avid fan. Okay is a P1 listener. They don't listen to anything else but RuPaul Radio. Mm-hmm. And then when they go to work, Michelle Visage Radio is on. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a Michelle Visage P1. And does that person then throw themselves out of the window of a 24-story no, building? you would think they would. Uh-huh. But unfortunately, that person's personal people meter mm-hmm. is going to give Michelle Visage Radio the credit for listening oh. 10 hours at a work day. I see. That's yeah. where, that's faulty too. And that's what they go by now. Right. So your favorite person when they used to, so you guys, when they used to um, have readings for radio, they used to send out something called a diary and people would write in it with a freaking pencil, Wait. I love RuPaul Radio, and they would mail it in and that's how the ratings were done. Through the postal Through service? the freaking postal express. <laughs> a pony would pick that shit up. They put it in a satchel and send it in and that's how it was for years. So the next one and the focus groups were really just for, um, like what I was telling you about with the knobs, that was for personal data for the radio station, not for the company or the right. ratings as a whole. And then they switched to this PPM, which is horrible. But, but the diehard radio people will stand by yeah, it. Yeah, but you know now with all the, our, uh, uh, our, what is it called, uh, algorithms and all that stuff, is that what it's called? Know. You know, where, you, where they figure, I would say it out loud. Algorithms, algorithms. Thank you, Lola. Um, people are able to figure out what people are doing in that moment, right? Correct. But, but you know, but long story long is this. Um, you know, here we are. We're doing our podcast. This is the show we were born to do. Without unbreak my yeah. heart. Without unbreak my heart. Or, or show me love. Or be my lover. Or come on, ride the train. Or um, uh, what was that song? Uh, by that the, that Latin group. Um, um, where do you go? Yeah, where do you go? What were they? What was my their name? lovely. What was their name? Um. I want to know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, my lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you go? Yeah. Oh, I love that song. Now uh, I love it. Yeah. But back then we heard it. Every w- hour. Every hour. And they were only playing. It felt Can you like look it was that a, up? Where it, do you go, my lovely? It was, there were only eight. It felt like it was only eight songs we were playing. How many were we playing? Probably eight to 10 songs an hour. An You're hour. right. Uh-huh. You're right. Yeah. And then once they started clamping down, we went from 12 to 14, which is almost impossible. Yeah. No mercy. no mercy. Thank you, Lily. Yes, where no do you No mercy. Go? They right. were fantastic. So that was because we were on a dance station. Here's the positive side of it. 
We were innovative. We were different. We were the only dance station in New York City. Our first ratings book, we beat Howard Stern. Yeah. It's unheard of. Yeah. Um, I was making far too little bit of money uh, to have that kind of thing. But I, looking back, we loved all of the songs. We did. That was the upside of it. So we would actually come to work at five in the morning. Five in the morning. The songs would come on and we'd be dancing around the studio. Yeah. That was the upside of it. And people felt the love for the music. Yeah. Now it's become so mundane and they don't allow the the, the disc jockeys to do what they do yeah. that they're trapped. And I'm a lover of radio. I always you have love been. Ra- You've I always do. loved radio. Yes. Yeah. And I love being a jock and I'm a really fucking good radio jock. Mm-hmm. But because they'll never allow me to spread my wings and do what I want to do... It's not a place for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And this right here, doing what we do, is our radio show. Yeah, We talk about whatever we want, how we want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Do you know how remarkable that is? It's very remarkable. Especially it's... coming out of the shackles that I was in. Ooh, girl. Okay, Armistead. I'm going to say it. Uh-huh. I'm going to say it. All right. It was. And because I was a woman, and I talk about it in my book, uh-huh. um, I was never going to get paid what my male counterpart was part was getting yeah. paid. Unless you did some embezzling. Right. Or you went into Payola. The par- it pay- or you went into the locker room and stole money out of their wallets. Which I was willing to do <laughs> if they had a locker room. Because you saw me steal the candy bars. Uh, oh, yes. Oh, child. We don't want to get into that. Magic and we've Mark. talked about that before. We did. Magic Mark and the candy card. Yeah. Magic Mark. We During our tenure at KTU, <laughs> Michelle and I went crazy with the ring dings and the ho-hos and the candy uh, mostly bars. Mostly Snickers and Reese's. Snickers and Reese's. And, um, and chips. And chips. I was actually telling this to someone yesterday. They were asking me about my weight, and that was one. That was the first time I'd gained that much weight. But you were also at an age. I have a 15 year old daughter, and she's realizing she's about to be 16 soon in February, and she's realizing, which is six months away, so it's not soon. Is it that one right there? Yeah, her right there. Oh. She's realizing, oh my God, my body's changing. Yeah. Uh, SOS. Uh, what is this right yeah. here? Yeah. So you realize at a certain point you can't eat that stuff on the regs. It. Right, 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 right. Um, I used to be able to eat whatever I wanted mm-hmm. and that was it, call it a day. Mm-hmm. Not so much. You and I both go up and down. Yeah, yeah. When I'm in it and I'm skinny and I feel great, I'm like, oh, I'm done. I'm never going to go back. Uh-huh. And then they keep pulling, pulling me, me in. Yeah, I love that you just said that because nobody remembers The Godfather 3. Well, there's a reason for that. Oh, right. Yeah. And I always try to use that term. They yeah. keep pulling me back yeah. in. Yeah. But nobody gets it. I, I get it. You know why? Why? I'm old. Yeah. Just, <laughs> no, it's not Just that. like you. I don't think, for you know, when Godfather 3 came out, which I believe was 1990, maybe. Couldn't remember the year um, he paid me. Um, it was a thing. In fact, they used that phrase in the commercial. I saw it first. This, I never saw the movie. Okay. This is the most embarrassing part of my life, uh, having grown up where I did and how I did. I just saw the Godfather original for the first time on the plane like two months ago. You are kidding me. I've seen three. Only in like at boyfriend's house because it was yeah. on. Like if you dated an Italian-American guy, you had to know the Godfather. Like sure. I knew all the catchphrases. I knew kiss the ring. I knew uh-huh. all. First of all, can we talk a oh, hot minute? Your daughter's here, but kiss the ring isn't code for anything else, No, is it? it's a mob thing. Yeah. But but <laughs> it's, not, it's not a sexual thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know all that stuff because I dated so many wannabe gangsters. But at the end of the day, um, I didn't. I can we talk for a minute about how amazingly hot Al Pacino was? Oh yeah, and what a great and still is, I'm sure. Yeah, but to and the same thing. You know, the first time I ever saw The Graduate was on a plane like six months ago. Well, you know, it took a little time, but you, uh, you're there. You got I there. like watching classics on the plane because they have my focus. Yeah. 
So I even watched um, uh, Gregory Peck, Killing Mockingbird, to Killing Mockingbird. Watched that on the plane. I started watching um, uh, the long one, not War and Peace. Uh, uh, oh, Apocalypse Now? No, that's amazing. I did uh-huh, see that. Uh-huh. I'll, it'll come back to me and I'll remember. But anyway. No, I, I'm there with you because I, I missed a lot of movies in the 80s and I catch up on them on the plane. Like uh, two months ago, I saw Back to the Future for the first time on the plane. Are you kidding me? But see, you're younger than me. So I, I, that, that was my party period. That was your period. window. Okay. That was my party yeah. period. Yeah. I wasn't going to the movies. I was yeah. up in the clubs. It makes sense. Yeah. We're going to talk about pop movie popcorn in one second. Yeah. But it was the one with um, the greatest actor of all time, Laurence Olivier. It was uh, a major, major... Do you know what I mean? Oh, 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 uh, he, uh, oh was it? Oh, Rebecca? Uh, no, not it. Because I could be wrong. It could uh, maybe uh-huh. not be Olivia. Yeah. I'll get back to it because uh, it's one of those ones like, um, or is it Orwell? Oh, oh, um, oh, Citizen Kane. That's the one! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you win? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh my Orson God. Wells. So yeah. I sat down to watch it and literally my eyes rolled back in my yeah. head. Oh, really? I couldn't watch it. You couldn't watch it. I couldn't focus at that moment, so uh, I'm going to go back to it, but I am oh, going to watch great. it. Watch Guys and Dolls, the uh, original with Frank Sinatra, and so- Marlon Brando. Can we talk? Oh, we can talk. We're going to take a break real quick, but we, but we will talk. talk. Okay. Uh, we've got Vanessa Hudgens on the show today. I know you're a big fan of the hu- uh, High School Musical. You hit they it. They did with three of those? Uh, were, yeah. Three, three is like Godfather 3. Let's not talk yeah, about uh, it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. As, soon as, it, as soon as I think I'm out of it, they pull me back in. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be right back with Vanessa Hutchins. Girl, I want to talk to you about some pure from men. Tell me You all. know all about it, right? Well, I know all about it from you. Well, it is a supplement that men take to clear out their uh, their bowel. To get ready. To get ready. For a night of passion. Thank you. Uh, for anal sex. There. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> yeah. What is mopping? <laughs> well, mopping is <laughs> bottoming. <laughs> yes. Anal sex. Listen, Pure for Men is an all-natural men's cleanliness supplement yeah. that allows you to bottom through any situation. Get it? It's got it's propri- what is proprietary fiber? It means that it's a mix. Okay. It's a proprietary fiber blend. It's a mix of chia, flaxseed, psyllium husk. Works for vegans. And what it does is make sure nothing's left behind. We don't want... Yeah, no. there's no child left behind. Nothing. And there's... No is, women left behind. Nothing is left behind. And no boop left behind. That's right. They actually, speaking of women, they even have a Pure for Her. It's the only difference is that Pure for Her is a slightly smaller capsule and it includes aloe vera. And I'm going to say this right now. When I have issues um, and I need help with going, I don't take laxatives or anything. I take inner aloe vera leaf. So aloe vera is that. That's so funny. I went to high school with a girl named aloe vera. Was she pretty? She was really pretty. Oh my God. She yeah. sounds so pretty. Yeah. Hey, you, y'all, you try out Pure for Men. Just go to pureformen.com. Use the offer code RU for 20% off. I, I, I can only say percents. It's we've been saying it for so it's long. Just, I I love it so much. Me too. So I, don't ever stop saying. It. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> go <laughs> use the offer code RU for twenty percent off <laughs> your your first order. And child, you better keep that runway clean for landing so you can bottle with confidence. Pure for men. Oh my God, that's pureformen.com. Offer code RU. Girl, I love my Bowling Branch sheets. Gotta get these sheets, y'all. And it's a great deal. Yeah, so you buy directly from them, so you're essentially paying wholesale prices. Everyone who tries Bowling Branch sheets loves them. That's why they have thousands of five-star reviews, and Forbes, The Wall Street Journal, uh, Fast Company are talking about Bowling Branch. 
for real, Rue. And the once you get started, I'm telling you, you're never going to turn back. So why not get started right now? Our listeners get $50 off your first set of sheets at bowlandbranch.com. Promo code Rue, R-U. Go to bowlandbranch. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com today. For $50 off your first set of sheets, use that promo code R-U. We are here with our special guest, Vanessa Hudgens, is up in the house. Hello. And you look good, too. Thank you so much. I had to turn it up for you. You certainly did. And you're a young girl, aren't you? I mean... Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> I am a young woman. Yes, you are. That's you're right. under 30, yeah. you're young. Yeah. Yes. See, it would only be someone who's under 30 who would correct the girl thing. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, because I feel like I'm 28. I'm turning 29 this year. Uh-huh. And last year was the first time that I woke up and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm an adult yes. now. Yes. 26 was the year that happened for me. Yeah. It was like, <gasps> what? Like, Whoa. Yeah. what? And it's like a slight shift of perspective. Yeah. What precipitated that? Not just knowing you would ch- change your age, but. It was literally purely my age. And it's so funny because when I turned 25, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a big one. Like, yeah. I wonder how I'm going to feel. And I just, I felt like I knew myself so well, I had such a strong foot in the ground mm-hmm. as to who I was. And then at 27, I woke up and I was like, oh, my God, who am I? Yes, yes. <laughs> and it just completely flopped. That's it was so the weird. the right time. That is the right time. And yeah. I've said many times on this show, talking about Saturn returns to the place it was in when you were born. So that whole process starts at 27. Yeah. And by 28, it's in the place it was when you were born. And it's for some it's tumultuous. For me, it was tumultuous. Not everybody, but it's a recalibration of your mission statement. Yeah, 100%, which is so good. Like, I love being tested like that. Now I look back at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this really allowed me to take a step into the unknown and really figure out who I want to shape myself into. Mm-hmm. You're a shapeshifter. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you how old were you when you were Gabriella on High School Musical? When you I was wondering how long it's going to take for Michelle to bring that you up. Know it's not She's already been talking yeah. about it. It's, 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 it's on my phone. I listen to it or watch it at least once a week. Do you have a fistful of Jurgen Logan? Well, uh, Yeah, a, I do. When I you do. watch it? I do. Yeah. yeah. I, couldn't even get it. I couldn't even get this line out. Fistful of Jurgens. Yeah, there but see, go. everybody knows that joke from me so they know what I was going exactly. to say. Exactly. Anyway. So that's why you didn't have to reiterate. Yeah, right. <laughs> so how old were you? I was, I think, 15 turned 16 during wow. the first one. So a really long time ago. And where are you from? California. I've heard of that. Now that's out west, right? <laughs> you know, it's somewhere sunny. <laughs> what town in California? Um, I moved around a lot. I was born in Salinas, which is up north a bit. I thought you were going to say, I was born in the back of a winter. <laughs> Would you help me, Michelle? <laughs> It's, I was born in the back of a Indian. Huh? It's, it's a share song. Yeah. Okay, uh, yes. Gypsy Chance of Thee. But she does uh, say that. Yes, she does. I was born in the back of a Indian. Just have to do the tone. If Gypsy Chance of Thee. Yes. I'm tired. Y'all going to have to help me out. So you moved around a lot because you guys, you're from a family of grifters. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that basically, that is. You're exactly a gypsy, why. a tramp, and a thief. Yes. You know, the only way to be. Yeah. No, but. Were y'all in the military? My dad was a firefighter. I, I honestly don't know why we moved around so much mm. in my childhood. I feel like they just couldn't really stay put for too long. Yeah. And then once I started taking an interest in the performing arts, then we slowly started to move around. One of the reasons was because the town that we were in was so small that they didn't even have a dance class. Did you live in the town where they filmed Footloose? 
<laughs> Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Thank God. <laughs> because in the movie Footloose, you, you couldn't, couldn't dance. dance. Yes, they, I know. I know. Thanks, Vanessa. Okay, Come on. Yes, okay, yes. Footloose. Thank you. So when everybody asks you that question, say, oh, they say I was from the town in from Footloose. Footloose. Yes, exactly. So we'll just call Springfield. Springfield. Because yeah. every, yeah. every town yes. has a yes. Springfield. Yeah. Every state has a Springfield. So you were in this town, and then they said, you know what? Let's just go to Hollywood. Well, kind of, it was like a slow journey. Yeah. But I just was a little performer. I was mm-hmm. just born a little performer. And little I Miss like, Sunshine. Yeah. I'd Aww. run around and like sing and dance. Mm. And my parents could tell that I just loved it. Yeah. So they put me in singing lessons and piano lessons and then did community theater. And it was like the type of theater you had to pay to be in the show. Oh, my and, goodness. Like, yes. So they made a big investment on my childhood and and my hobbies, and uh, it just happened to be my career. Oh, that's great! Now, did you, any um, now when you started going on auditions, who were the other actresses who you would always see at the exact same auditions? You go, oh my god, there she is again. <laughs> I actually don't really have that many of them. I mean, I've seen Emma Roberts around a bit, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, but. Uh, yeah. Do you key her car after you've auditioned? <laughs> Before. Before you Because auditioned. I know her car. Yeah. There so, you, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no. I mean, I feel like I have a very unique look. So, I'm kind of going out for things where it's almost all ethnicities. And right. what is your ethnic back- background? I'm My mom's Filipino. Um, a Filipino, Chinese, and Spanish, and my dad was American, Indian, Irish, and French. Wow! Wow! Yeah, so I'm hodgepodge. Yeah, yeah, because you know who she looks like: Apollonia from Purple Rain. Yep, she could play her in the story of her life. Yes, <laughs> yeah, for totally. sure. Do you know who that is? I you've seen do. Purple Rain. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's been a minute though. Yeah, yeah. And so you're singing and dancing, and you're acting, and you're doing all this stuff. Is it what you expected it to be? Um, I feel like. Well, no, I think the hardest thing about being an artist is having expectations. Mm -hmm. I feel like you just have to do what you want and like do it for yourself and not for anyone else. Are you able to do that realistically? Yes, 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, of course, but. I I don't know. I feel like in every single different phase of my career, it's always been, it's felt so different. Mm-hmm. Like right now I'm at a place where I'm like, I can be really selective with the parts that I want. Um, but because I am so selective, I don't do that much um, like in the public eye in right. films and stuff. So it, it gets to a point where I'm like, oh, am I making the right choices? Like, should right. I just be doing things to just do them? But I'm like, no, because I want to only do things I'm extremely passionate about yeah. and have a ton of faith in. So it leaves me being like, what am I doing? Yeah. yeah. And See, taking the poppies. Well, that's the opposite of me. I'll just do whatever I can as long as the check clears. <laughs> 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 I'll do whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll just do it. Yeah. But she's um, still young. Yes. And still learning that. I think that you did start young. I mean, was yeah, High School Musical your first real big thing? No, I mean, I did a movie before that that was like a massive, like $60 million budget film with Bill Paxton and like got to live in London for six months and go to Seychelles. Um, what, what for a few that? weeks, it was called Thunderbirds. Oh yeah, I was literally 15 years old, and it was the first time I'd ever been on a plane. Like, oh, going so to yeah, London. going to London to work with the amazing Bill Paxton. <laughs> yeah, wow. And so it was just like a whirlwind that sense of it. But 
yeah, it's just, it's always a journey. Yeah. Was, were there any uh, established actresses who took you to the side and said, hey, kiddo, listen, look out for this. This is what you got to do. Um, no, I mean, like, I love Carla Gugino. Oh, I, she's, she's fantastic. Just so gorgeous and just one of those women who's just so classy. And Been around just, forever. Yeah, yeah. So Wasn't she in uh, uh, Beverly Hills, uh, True Beverly Hills? I don't. No. Oh, oh! As one of the kids, yeah, she might have been. She is. Was she? She yeah. might have been. Our oh. producer's looking it up. Yeah, Carla Gugino. Gu- I just can't say that name. Gugino, like Gucci Gu. Gucci Gu. Gugino. 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 Oh, Gugino. Yeah. Gugino. Yeah. Carla Gugino. It's because you go from K to G. Yeah. And you want to go Carla Gugino. Yeah. But it's Carla Gugino. Carla Gugino. I just spent 20 minutes on how to pronounce <laughs> Carla Gugino. I needed, I needed to know. I once went on to an audition and she was there meeting with the casting director. This is 17 years ago. Right. And uh, she was dressed to the nines. Always. Always. Dressed and still just as beautiful today as gorgeous. she was. Yeah. Just yeah. A really brilliant, brilliant actor. And she's, um yeah, she was a child actor. Yeah. yeah, Carla Gugino. Gugino. Yeah, Gugino. Yeah, yeah. we all we all go to Italy and saying it. Carla. Yeah. Carla Gugino. Yeah. Yeah. So she said to you, "Hey, kiddo. Hey, you, Riz. This, this, year we're gonna, <laughs> this year we're gonna rule the school." Yeah. yeah. Um, we did a movie together called Sucker Punch. Oh, I love Sucker yeah. Punch. And um, it was just like such a badass all girl cast, yes. just like killing it with such a crazy sense of camaraderie. But she was like the first woman who I've like spent time with who has had such an amazing career and is just such a grounded, real woman. Yeah. um, And so good at her craft. And I mean, I'm right here. Yeah, Michelle, you (laughs) I'm right here. You can just tell me. You're really just blowing smoke up, Michelle. (laughs) Took us. God, Vanessa. You know, I only I had only one issue with Sunker Punch. There's a scene where um that girl, oh, she was in Rocky and Bullwinkle, and she's got her, her name. She's a blonde, and she's Emily. Uh, Emily. Emily Browning. No, no, no. Let's just try oh, and get Jenna right Malone. There. Jenna Malone. Nope. No. Nope. It's Abby one of Cornish. Nope. Nope. Not her. <laughs> it's, it's, this is the girl. She had a TV show. Oh, um, uh, this is one of those. Things. Anyway, she had a scene where she gets up out of the bed, and she, and she has to walk across the room. And she doesn't, she's got t- uh, panties and a bra on, and she is not wearing high heels. And if I were the actress and I tell the director, listen, I'm I'll, sorry. You slip into a pair of listen, kitten I, heels. I'm not, I'm going to always have on heels. Never appear on screen anytime, anytime. If you're in a, a bathing suit or anything, or in a, a t shirt and panty or whatever you have, Adina mm-hmm. Howard. Flat footed. Never appear flat footed. So you hated Spring Breakers. I, uh, yeah, yeah, well, Spring Breakers, <laughs> I did love that because of all the other stuff. But, uh, no, she. I, I can't remember. It's not. I, my brain keeps going Vera Vivira, but it's not. Anyway, I'll think of I it. I promise you, it's not Vera Vivira. It's not Vera. V- <laughs> I like that. Although name, I love though. her. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So in Spring Breakers, did you? Um, uh, there's a line from there that I I quote. It was, uh, I'm I'm gonna pray for you real hard down there. She says something. Oh yeah, uh, Selena says that. I think. She says, "Um, you know, when you get down to Florida, just know that I'm going to pray real hard for you." (laughs) I think that's my favorite. Anyway, anyway, I love that. So, um, so you did Spring Breakers. You did all these things. What's what do you want to do? If you were, if you had a sixty million dollar budget, 
And and somebody said, listen, kiddo, I see you doing the Apollonia story. You'll say, no, I want to do this story. Um, I'm such a fantasy freak. Uh-huh. I love fantasies and I've never really done one. Yeah. So, I mean, my favorite movie growing up was The Labyrinth. Yeah. Um, and I it's love musicals. Movie. So I would want to do some kind of Labyrinth, Labyrinth musical, musical <laughs> like that world with fairies and like I dark got, mystical creatures. I got the picture for you. You do? Xanadu. A there remake you go. There you of go. Xanadu. <laughs> You play a muse who comes to Earth <laughs> to inspire a roller skating artist. Uh-huh. And there's lots of music. There's yes. lots of singing and dancing. You are there play... creatures? There are creatures. Okay. There are mythical creatures. There's a whole um, animated sequence where there are butterflies mm. and rainbows. You, you'd like I'm Mariah in... Carey, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Butterflies, <laughs> rainbows, unicorns are in there. You can't go wrong. Can't no, go wrong. you can't. Yeah, no, it's, it's all brilliant. The wonderful, happy things in life. Have you ever seen Xanadu? I don't. Think I have. Well, Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> I know, I yeah. know. Well, basically, it's a Xana don't, okay? But <laughs> by other people's standards. By other people's standards, but it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Great songs in it. Mm-hmm. Great songs. Roller, you know how to roller skate. No, I don't. You don't? I've never been roller skating in my What's life. What's wrong with you? I, I, I'm not anything sporty, nothing. I've Girl, never, that ain't sporty. Is it not? But you're a dancer. But you're a dancer. I dance, but I do not roller skate. No roller skating. No, oh, or like ice skate. Or... I couldn't roll, ice I couldn't skating ice skate. is that's yeah. treacherous. Yeah, that's, that's actually you taking your life in your hands the, the minute you step no, out no, no, on no. the ice. Ice skating is a cry for help. Yeah, I agree. It's a cry for help. Roller skating is fun. Ice skating is a cry for it's help. It's a cry for help. Yeah. 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 And you shouldn't do it because no. it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. And it's horrible. Like, it's hor- not, and you, horrendous. The, the clothes aren't that good either. Roller skating, you get... Yeah, headbands. Yeah, coochie cutters. I mean, like Beyonce's music video, "Blow." Yes, yes, so good. Well, speaking of Beyonce and music, what was the first? I have to adjust this. Yes, you do. What's the the first unit of music that you bought? Because you see, we'd normally say we'd say record. Record you bought, but But you, you, yeah. I did not buy a record. CD. Yeah, yeah. What's the first CD? First CD I bought was Spice Girls. Spice Girls. What was the one with Spice wannabe World. on it? Spice, Spice, Spice up your World. life. No. Spice up your life. Spice World is from the, That's movie. From the movie. It's called Spice. That movie. Yeah. Album Spice Girls. Spice. 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 Yeah. yeah. Just Spice. And you and and because you liked you first time you saw them was Wannabe or Say You'll Be Mine. It was Wannabe. Wannabe. Yeah. That was ninety six. Yeah. No, that was ninety seven. What? Oh no! Because no. like, no. we met them. In we 96. were on the radio. Yeah. That was 96. Or 97. Yeah. Maybe. Right. There's somebody coming through It's the definitely door. not 99. Well, the truth is, due to the fact in that we ha- we've got to take a break right now. It looks like we have to say goodbye now. Yeah. That this was is what happens fast. when we work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess I think our listeners know. We spent know. a lot of time Car- on Carla Gugino. We did. <laughs> <laughs> I think our listeners know that we do these interviews when we are on our lunch break. Yeah. And we have to eat. You know what I did? I had a Red Bull for I lunch. I know, Demi oh, Moore. Wow. You did. I, Demi, she's one of my very best friends. Michelle, um, I know. I mean, don't don't talk bad about her. I mean, never talk bad about Demi Mar. I mean, we're having Red Bulls. I should have For offered lunch. you. Yeah, where's my Red Bull? Yeah, <laughs> I want a Red Bull. <laughs> no, 
I sorry, we're all out. Rice. But so, okay, so you want to do a fantasy? We're gonna go. We have to say goodbye. But you want to do a? I'm sending this out into the yes, universe. Yes, yes, I like it. You want to do a fantasy movie? A dark fantasy. Dark fantasy well, with musical numbers. With musical yeah. numbers. Lab. Yeah, I think they are remaking Labyrinth. To be perfect, just just perfect for her. Call up a songwriter and throw some numbers. There. I'm gonna call Morty Rosenstein. Great who idea. Is a very close friend of mine, mine and Demi Moore. Yeah. Uh, and we're, I'm gonna meet him for uh, Diet Red Bulls. Oh, yes. perfect. And we're gonna discuss the future of you I'm... in Labyrinth the Musical. Labyrinth slash Xanadu the <laughs> Musical. <laughs> Labyrinth. Yeah, exactly. But in the meantime, Labyrinth. <laughs> Zabarin or Labrador. In the meantime, Vanessa, yes. I need you. Yes. This is important. I need you to learn how to roller skate. Okay. I'm going to. You'll love and it. I'm going to Instagram it and you'll see it. Okay. And that's how you'll hold me accountable. Great. Yay. And you can also listen to the soundtrack of Xanadu, which is brilliant. I listen to it all the time. But Rue's a little special when it comes to music. Music. <laughs> so. I, I'm a music freak. Yeah. I it's it's got Olivia and John, yeah, huge amazing. hits on it. And then ELO, who are yes, yes. <laughs> Do they still perform ELO? He does. They were here in LA um, about a year ago. If you don't know who they are, the Electric Light Orchestra, amazing funk. Beyond, no, it, you know what? It's like rock, rock fusion, it's rock. though. He, you wasn't... know what? When you listen to him, you realize he's a big fan of the Beatles. He's a big fan of the Beatles. That Jeff Lynne, <laughs> and so a lot of the stuff is Beatles. Esque, mm, but it's, it's like kind of better. It's yeah. better. Is what it? better it than is. the Beatles? I'm not a Beatles How? fan, so I love the Beatles. Really? I love the Beatles, yeah, but see, this thing. I love the Beatles when other people do them. Do the Beatles? The Beatles. I love them. They're great. Ha ha. They're fabulous. I prefer it when someone else does their songs. You know what I'm saying? Well, they're not going to now. Because yeah, a lot of them are dead. I'll kick the bucket. They, but they recorded a lot of music. <laughs> Apparently, they recorded a lot of music. Who, the Beatles? Yeah. Oh my god, they, they did? did. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Did they? Yeah. Were they a big group? They were. Uh, they were. They were big. I think they may have been as big as Madonna. Oh, stop it! Probably. Now you don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> ah. You are silly. So homework: roller skating, roller skating, and Xanadu soundtrack. And Xanadu, yes. Vanessa Hudgens, you're a doll. Thank you for Thank being on our party cast. Thanks, honey. Welcome. Love All right, it. and I've got a diet Red Bull with your name written all I'm, over. Oh my god! What a so jealous. <laughs> Oh my God, you guys. <laughs> hey, Michelle, let's talk about Zip Recruiter. You know, people are looking for jobs and there are employers looking for people to work for them, yeah. which is very difficult, you know, these days. Uh, if, um, you know, if you run a business, it's not very easy to find the right people. Uh, no, we talk about this all the time. All it's the time. really hard to find good people. Yeah. And good people are out there looking for jobs. And the best place for you all is Zip Recruiter. Yeah. You can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click and then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else. So if you own a company and you're looking for people to work for you, it's ZipRecruiter and that's why they're different because unlike other job sites, Rue, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you it finds them. In yeah. fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. I love the sound of that. No juggling emails, no calls to your office, simply screen. You can rate and then manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. And this just takes the guesswork 
out of hiring people. Absolutely, because you know you, you have specific needs for your business and uh, ZipRecruiter helps you find exactly what you're looking for. And if you are looking for people, find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes. You don't just have to be one of these Fortune 5,000. Sure. Yeah, even though that's not even a thing. <laughs> to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter.com for free. That's right. We said the F word, free. <laughs> just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Rue. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash RU. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash RU. We are back. That now was that, fun. She's wonderful. You know, she she looks like Linda Ronstadt. Almost identical to a, a young. A young yeah. Linda Ronstadt. She should do that movie. That would be so brilliant. And she's even, I, this is not meant to be rude, but she's even more beautiful in real life gorgeous and, adorable and that little body on her and sexy yeah. oh my goodness yeah. vanessa hudgens what, yeah. is, what a star anyways before she came we were talking about movies we were talking about the radio industry but you have a whole list of things that we were going to talk I about i do today. but i do since we morphed into it i want to talk about movie popcorn now now when- you're talking my that's my business right that's there. That's your shit. That's your I shit. I love me some popcorn. Yeah. But you, I've told said this before. The reason I love, it's the crunch. I can't even taste it. I just love going, how, 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 how. I have been in those piggish moments where when you say don't taste, like I don't even think I chew it. I think I just, in, yeah. I've like double fisted slamming it into my <laughs> mouth, have to stop myself going, bitch, slow down. Yeah, slow your roll. But there's something about it. And AMC theaters, it, the popcorn is vegan and it's like I have no guilt. I don't know why I have any like I should have. What guilt. would make it not vegan? If they use sometimes in their uh, oil that they pop it with, there's a whey compound. Yeah. And no way. <laughs> yes, way. There's a whey compound. Uh-huh. There's a yes, way. And whey is made from what? It Whey is disgusting. If you don't know what whey is, do you ever hear of whey protein when you get protein yeah, powders? Yeah, yeah, yeah. W H E Y. Correct. This is what you're consuming uh-huh. when you eat whey. They boil the milk uh-huh. and the scum that rises to the top. Yeah. They scoop off yeah. and powderize. Yeah. That's whey. Oh my God. You had me at scum. Right. I know I did. So uh-huh. I was telling the right person uh-huh. you had yeah. me. And the problem with that is that it comes from an animal. And well, as a vegan, it comes from an animal. Yeah. yeah. It's a milk product. And the reason uh, they like to use it is because people like me think, oh my God, this tastes so I don't know good. why they would choose to use a whey compound or not. I guess it depends on the company that they use. Or I bet it has to do with the fact that we all were weaned on mama's teat. Which is not a cow's teat. So and, no. Yeah, well, but but um, something inside of us, our DNA says, yeah, more of that, please. Yeah, that's half, called. I'll have half butter, half whey, please. That's called chemicals. <laughs> and, and the problem is. No, that's the problem. So I'll go. I find myself sometimes going, hey, does anybody want to go to the movies? <laughs> and everybody's like, no. I'm like, you really don't want to see. And I'll pick a movie that I would never see. Yeah, like, yeah. Dunkirk. Uh-huh. And everybody's uh-huh. like, yeah, I'll go. And I'm like, great. Yeah, which is All very I'm good, thinking by the way. about, I'm sure it is, yeah. but it's a war movie and I'd never yeah. see yeah. it, right? Yeah. I'd go see other movies. But, and I'm just thinking about the bucket size yeah. popcorn. Did, no, that's, you're absolutely right. It's a gateway drug. The only reason I would go to the movies is for the popcorn. Yes. And I don't, I don't go to the movies. I, in fact, uh, do you not? I, I do not go to the movies because I can't stand people on their phones. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people, I pay attention to everything, Yeah, but most places are better. Like, we'll go and be bougie and go to Sinopolis, which you should go to when you're out here. That's what we're going to do one night. 
That's what we're going to do. But because they don't have screening so, babies or people nope, with phones? because it's too expensive. It's like $20 a ticket or $21. Yeah. Ain't nobody going to pay that for the babies. But they still get on their phones. No, but they don't. So you go. It's a, lo- it's a full recliner. Yeah. Lazy boy bitch with a menu. You push a button. They come. Yeah. They bring you whatever you want, alcohol included. Okay. Um, and you sit there and it's like being in your living room. And there's only so many seats. See, well, you know what I say to that? Why not just watch it in your, in living, your living room? room. Yeah. Well, because they're current movies, which brings me to Snatched, because my youngest Lola and I saw Snatched together. Oh, with Goldie Hawn. With Goldie Hawn and Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer, yeah. And See, mm-hmm. I want to see that because I, lo- I love me some Goldie Hawn. And it's been 16 years since, since she's she made been a movie. Yeah. yeah. And sh- she lives up to everything you want, Goldie yeah. Hawn. Unfortunately, the movie itself is not so great. but Wasn't the- a hit. No, and there's a reason for it. It wasn't mm. great. But I enjoyed it because um, Christopher Maloney is in it. Christopher Maloney. He's from, I want to say SVU. Or oh, yes, Christopher Maloney funny with an Funny as eye. shit. With an yes, eye. Yeah, yes. he's very funny. Funny, sexy, all that. Like, oh, he's got that butt. Yes, he's in the yeah. same category for me as John Hamm, who you, you know I'm obsessed with. Right. Because um, I'll get to that in a minute. But mm. the reason to watch Snatched is to watch the soft focus camera that they use on Goldie. Mm-hmm. A, it's... Unreal. It's surreal. It's when they put the focus on her, you're like, ah. it's it's everything in um Sybil Shepherd uh, moonlighting. Oh yeah. Are they trying to de- diffuse uh what time has done to her face? Yes. There's one hundred percent what they're trying well, to do. Listen, I gotta tell you, I saw the commercials for it and they they didn't do it for the commercials. No read, no read. Right. I'm just being because I love, I love, I love. Goldie Hawn. It's everybody here knows how much we both we both love it. But Goldie they Hawn. didn't put the the soft focus on the commercials. So, I don't know why, but they spent the money for the movie. But I will tell you what they did to cut corners. Uh. So there's sometimes where they forget, and Amy gets in the focus too, <gasps> and it's kind of like oh oh, Amy, all of a sudden you're in second grade. Ooh. And then what they did was there's a lot of. I'm doing a side shot, and all of a sudden the soft focus is not on the side shot. You really? see everything. If you know what I mean. Yes, I do. Everything in the side shot of Goldie. So it was it was interesting watching going, why didn't they why would they not use the soft focus there? It's still Goldie's face. Yes, yes. And it tells a multitude of sins, yes. and they shouldn't have done that. Right. Goldie's great. They're great Are together. Are there any laughs in there? Yeah, though? there's some laughs. Yeah. But it's not what you same thing with Girls Trip. Like I went there knowing what it was, and I got some laughs, but it 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 kind of failed for right. me. The, you know, um, I, that re- that reminds me of when Madonna was in Die Another Day. Yes. She plays a fencing instructor or something. Uh, the whole movie, it, it, it comes comes to her scene. And when she's on the screen, this must have been the very crudest of diffusion. <laughs> yeah. Sin- Technique. But, yeah. But, but, but you could see where they've, they've covered up areas of her face like you could see somebody in, in facetune where they went they, like this exactly but you know who 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 they created that um technology for the first person who i ever heard about wasn't it barbara no that was it was for um uh who's diehard guy bruce willis in maybe it was hudson hawk or one of the, his movies where they diffused his hairline because he was losing, losing his it. hair. Mm. That was the first I'd well, ever Well, he has plugs heard. now, right? Or does no, he wear he just wigs? Shaves his, he shaves his head. Now. Oh, right. Now it's just yeah, gone because yeah. he had that little tuft. Yeah, 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 yeah. For but a while. Back then he would do it. But an, another uh, brilliant example of this is in the Nicole Kidman film called The Invasion. It was the third or... Wasn't that The Invasion of the Body Snatchers? It was or? the third or fourth 
incarnation of that same Which movie. Which was still, to this day, one of the scariest movies I've ever seen as a kid. Yeah. You're talking about the 1978 one. Donald one. Yes. That, but this was the... Actually, this was the fourth incarnation of it, because they made it again in 93, and they called it Body Snatches, right? Oh, that's right. And then in 05, I think, or 07, they made one with Nicole Kidman. Every frame of Nicole Kidman in this movie was touched by an, an angel? angel. It was Charlie's angel. It wasn't Charlie's angel. It was Doctor Zismore's angel. Oh my god! They took out every freckle, every even her hands. You know how much they that went must have in, cost? It cost. You know what? She made. Uh, she made seventeen point five million. Was her salary on the film? I believe. I don't. I think the movie the did the film movie make that much? Made probably four point five million dollars. It was a huge bomb. Not really that scary. I, I've seen it. I I own it. I'll watch it again. The original in seventy eight. I'll never forget. That's not the original. No, I know. Oh, seventy eight is not. No. The oh, was original, it like a fifties or it's something? Fifties movie. Yeah. Well, the seventy eight version with Donald Sutherland, who by the way is one of the most brilliant I actors. I love him. Love you him. You watch. I was remember being at the South Plainfield Public Library watching it in the kids section. You in a library? I, imagine. Uh. And I remember. The part with the dogs with Donald Sutherland's face on it scared oh. the crap out of yeah. me so much. And I had nightmares. Same thing with Salem's Lot and, and Starsky and Hutch. What was yeah, his name? Uh, David, David Soul. Soul. Yeah. Scared the crap. To though, to this day, those will always be two of the was scariest Salem's movies. Salem's Lot a TV movie yes. or was it theatrical? Oh, see. TV. Yeah. TV. I never saw Salem's Lot. Frightening. Yeah. But I think they redid it. I know they redid it. So you have to watch the original, which again was in the 70s. Yeah. And I just remember those moments because I remember being in Florida at my grandmother's uh, new husband's house with her, his family and like freaking out because it was so scary. But you're that girl though. You, you, are you, and I love scary movies. You love scary. Yep. What's your scariest movie? Nightmare on Elm Street? No, 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 no. That's cheese ball, but I loved it. Yeah. I think for me, always growing up, The Shining scared the shit out of me. What is it about The Shining? And The Exorcist. It, things that have to do with the devil scare me Shining's more. not about the devil. Though. No. But he was insane. And it's, it's about ghosts and... In- and insanity. Yeah. He was insane. Yeah. Anything like that. Like, I love all the conjuring stuff with ghosts. And mm. now, like, uh, all the... I'll watch all that stuff. One thing, and the promo, uh, and the movie's since out, but I won't go see it. The promo for the new incarnation of Stephen King's It. Mm-hmm. And I shouldn't say this out loud, but clowns don't do well with me. It's, yeah. You know that. I know This that. has been a big yeah. fear for many years, yeah. but the way that they've done it looks great. Like, I love Stranger Things. I can watch stuff like that. And I love a jump. Is I love a, a scare. Is there a clown in Stranger Things? No, but no. it's super, like, I like Supernatural. So supernatural right. But then again, some Supernatural things are cheesy, but I like fantasy. Like, I like all that stuff. Right. Um, when it starts to deal with the devil and dark entities, Rosemary's Baby, things like mm-hmm. that. That's truly scary to me. Right, right. Um, so I won't go see it. I'll never see it. So now this CGI thing that they do with, they call it sweetening, when they sweeten the, 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 the focus on okay. the focus. And I'm sweetening. no stranger to sweetening. Oh, myself, stop. You know? um, I think it's brilliant. It's just that when you can see it, like you can, do you remember seeing Die Another Day, Madonna and Die Another yeah, Day? Yeah, of course. Do you remember the sweetening I they sure did? do. It's, ver- it's a very crude, they, they can do it in a way where it's not as crude as that. Did they do it on Dynasty and all that stuff Oh yeah, yeah, too? no, they do it always on a, 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 a certain age, mm. you know. It doesn't bother me, I actually go, oh, I like some no, more I of love that, it. Please. Well, you know, uh, of course, on the Lucy show in yeah. the 60s, yeah. that was not, they did it on, 
The Lucy Show and Here's Lucy. Those are her subsequent shows after I Love Lucy. And take it back even further to pictures of Marlena Dietrich. Yes, yes. Think about her films. When you watch a, a Golden Earring or, yeah. or, or Blonde, or, or, Blonde or, Venus. What's that one? Uh, Garden of Allah. Uh, all of that. Brilliant. It's just like, what? Yeah. Chastity, bring me the Vaseline. Bring me the sweetener. <laughs> You see it, and it's like, yes! Yeah. But it was, to me, more like, where's Waldo going, why didn't they do it there? Yeah. And why is Amy Schumer sweetened? Yeah, and who's in charge of the sweetening on Snatch? Exactly. You know? That's the, the mo- movie I was like, I need to, I wrote it down immediately and said, I have to talk to her. Yeah, they might as well just just do the whole, every frame. Everybody, Christopher Maloney. Put the Vaseline on. Well, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, for season one of, of Drag Race, yeah. we just had a, actually an old cigarette wrapper that we just put over the lens. Made and to me, it made perfect sense. And the thing was, Rue, when I joined, I was like, I'm very excited about this. Uh huh. And then what happened? But then H- HD, fucking D. So I'm requesting LD. Oh, what's that? Low definition. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new request to VH1. <laughs> Please. Listen, I'd even settle for MD. Medium definition. <laughs> I'll take it all. I don't know what's all this thing about wanting to see everything clearly. You know, I think the public, if they really saw what was real in this world, this world that we live in, they wouldn't like it. They wouldn't like it. I agree with you. It's also difficult for a drag queen to be in high definition. Oh, you're very kind. In bright daylight. You are very kind. Yes. Difficult is the understatement of the century. (laughs) Not fair. Well, when you're trying to create an illusion, you know. That's what I mean. And then everybody on the outside reading for certain things, it's like, girl, you don't even know the half. Exactly. You don't know the half. Oh, honey. And it's not fair. Fair. I, I'm not going to sit here and cry. It's not fair, but it's really not fair. No people, you know. Listen. It's illusion, darling. It's illusion. Thank you. Hey, we're going to take another break real quick. But um, when we come back, you've got a whole list of things. Yeah, I always do. We're not going to not going to get them done. Well, that's in all 15 right. minutes, but we we started. We'll we, do another yeah, podcast. You know, yeah, we'll do more. But uh, you've you've had this list for quite a long time. Uh, I'm Can embarrassed. You, why don't we, tell you what. Why don't we just sort of list off some of the topics? Well, I want to talk about your Pirelli calendar next. Yes, Pirelli. We, it's been all these months. Yeah. No, the, no, because I'll save the other things because I know it's going to happen. But if you say it now, you know, you put it into the universe. I, I think they're great topics. You know, it'll give people something to look forward to okay. in the future. Your Pirelli calendar shoot with superstars uh-huh. and camel toe underwear. Camel toe underwear. That's all you need to know. Okay. Is that to give you camel toe or to take I'm, it I'm away? I'm going to tell you when we come back. Okay. All right. All right. All right. We'll be right back after this with more camel toe. <laughs> Girl, I love my Bowling Branch sheets. I feel like we haven't had enough time to talk about Bowling Branch. Now, since the last time I used Bowling Branch, mm-hmm. you use Bowling Branch. Yes. You guys, they are the softest sheets in the world. And the pillowcases, they're amazing. They're really amazing. This is top quality bedding. I love this. I've slept in beds around the world. I've never slept on bedding better than Bolin brand. And you don't need a new, you know, expensive thing here that you're going to spend $1,000 on those crazy sheets because everything Bolin Branch makes from bedding to blankets is made from pure 100% organic cotton. You guys don't think it makes a difference having organic sheets. Think about your skin. You just yeah. got out of a bath. You're not putting chemicals from another, you know, around the world, whatever, yeah. on your body. Yeah. You're putting 100% organic cotton, which means that they start out super soft and they get even softer when you wash them. They absolutely do. I, y'all out there, I want you to say this with me. It's bowl and branch. Bowl and branch. Bowl and branch. That's- 
B-O-L-L bowl. That's right. You got to get these sheets, y'all. And it's a great deal. Yeah. So you buy directly from them. So you're essentially paying wholesale prices. Like luxury sheets can cost up to a grand in the store, but Bowling Branch sheets are only a couple hundred bucks. Everyone who tries Bowling Branch sheets loves them. That's why they have thousands of five-star reviews and Forbes, the Wall Street Journal, uh, Fast Company are talking about Bowling Branch for real, Rue. And then once you get started, I'm telling you, you're never going to turn back. So why not get started right now? Our listeners get $50 off your first set of sheets at BowlingBranch.com. Promo code Rue, R-U. Go to BowlingBranch, that's B-O-L-L and Branch.com today for $50 off your first set of sheets. Use that promo code Rue. I'm telling you, you'll never, ever look back. You put that on your Casper mattress and hello. (laughs) Bowling Branch, baby. Hey, I'm RuPaul, and this is What's the Tea with Michelle Visage. Now, with more Camel Toe. Yes! There you go! <laughs> that was worth the wait. So, tell me about these Camel Toe panties that come, obviously, from Japan. So, I'm, you know, Japan, sidebar, before yeah. we start. They are freaks. You've been there, right? Yeah, I was yeah. there in 1990. With Soul System? With Seduction. Uh-huh. That's how long ago it was. Uh-huh. And it was amazing. And I'm going to give you a mind F right now. Okay. We were on, so a certain group did um, their two weeks, and then we did our two weeks. After seven. After seven. Oh, the group Baby after Babyface's brother. You're kidding. No. That, oh, they had some good songs. They did. Remember Babyface's brother? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they did theirs. And, and wasn't Brian McKnight in that show? In that? And after seven, I don't think or so. Or is he after six? Or he, there Wait, was is a- after seven a mint? No. Wait a minute. Listen. Was I right after seven? There were two oh, groups- it. With that kind of a name. It was After Seven, and then Brian McKnight, and um, that guy who produced Whitney's um, Whitney's Christmas album. Kevin Edmonds, Babyface's brother, was uh-huh. in After Seven. I was right. Thank God. Um, who else was in it? Um, Kevin. It was brother Melvin and Kevin Edwards. Yeah. And Keith Mitchell. That's it? Ready or Not, I think, was their big Ready song, or not. wasn't it? So what was the other group with Brian McKnight? Brian McKnight. It was group. another name like that. Take Six. Take, take six. six. But isn't Take Six the one that was like um, acapella? Maybe. Wasn't Take Six an acapella group? Yeah. Oh, um, okay, Google was... Oh, she's I'm going to ask right now. Here. Yeah. Take Six. And what's the name of the After Dinner Mint? After Six? Something like that. <laughs> Mid- midnight? See, yeah. This is, you know, so my, Art, my stylist, yeah. our friend, uh-huh. he says his favorite thing about when we do podcasts is how we we all know, but we don't know when the time that we need it. Yes. So he sits there yelling at the radio going, I know, yeah. I know, and it's never uh-huh. right. Yeah. Take Six had- um, Brian McKnight. Musical sextet, which makes me think that was the acapella group. They were having group. sex with each other. No, you silly. Yes. They. Oh my God. I am so right here for the first time in a long okay, time. All right. Take six had that one acapella song, um, spread love, bop, bop, bop. Uh-huh. That was their big hit. Okay. I sounded like Hanson, not like a black man. Yeah, you certainly did. Um, that was in 1988. No, it was yes, not. it was. So who else was in it? Brian McKnight. Spread love. Uh, let's see. Take six. Acapella group. Oh, bitch. I mean, when you got it, you got it. Yeah. Um, want to know why I bought that album? Uh-huh. Yeah, go on. But um, what's I'm trying who's to find. I'm stalling as uh-huh. it's opening. I see. Right, because I work with the guy who did uh, Getaway Jordan was another one of their songs. That was your favorite. I work with the guy who he produced, and I'm a friend of his, by the way, and I can't remember his name. He produced um, members Alvin Chea, Christian Dentley, Joey Kibble. This is where you're wrong. Mark Kibble, Claude McKnight. Not Brian McKnight. No, you know what? Um, I, uh, we're talking about a different group then. 
take six. What's after seven then? <laughs> after seven was the one I just said. Okay, after seven, take six. What about take five? Is there a take five? <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Hold on, I'm looking Brian McKnight group. Yeah. Brian McKnight, who by the way, has one of the best voices live. He is amazing. Right. He is a multi-instrumentalist. He plays... Uh, bass guitar, percussion. Yeah, tuba, yeah I don't flu- care about that. He plays the flugelhorn. What, what um what group was he in? Mm, he is. Mm, he was not in no group. Yes, he was. What because, group was he in? Because I had some dirt on the whole group of, and I'll tell you when okay, we get I'm off looking, the air. I'm looking. Yeah. Studio albums. Uh-huh. I, I don't got no group. He was in a group. Biography. I'm looking. Mercury Records. He was in Take Six. Okay. Well, there you have it. In 1990. Wait. McKnight's older brother, Claude, and his band Take Six. No. This no, encouraged in him he to was. shop his own demo. No, he was in Take Six, I, and that's no, when he left. his brother was in Take Six. He wasn't well, in Take Wikipedia Six. Well, that Wikipedia is wrong. Okay. Wrong. Well, it says his brother was in it, and that made him to go out and shop his own demo. Did you say, and that made him to go Did out? I say and that? To, uh-huh. <laughs> See, the only reason I bring that up is because your, your, her daughter is, is producing us right now. Yes. The only reason I brought that up is because anytime I say some wrong English, oh, I will call you right she out. will bring it right up. Right out. Did you hear your mother just said- well, made, him, made him too? She, that's what made him too. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the playing field is coming out. Yes. Anyway, so we were- how 92. Do we get, how do we get on this? We were talking about something. Tokyo. Tokyo. Oh my God. Back to camel toe underwear. Yeah. Girl, if anybody can get sidetracked, it's us. Yeah. So anyway, Japan has a bunch of freaks because let me tell you this. You go watch um, any game show in Tokyo. Oh, I love that. I uh, love it. Uh, Japanese porn. I've never seen, I've heard about it. I've never seen Japanese porn because apparently it's really twisted. Oh, like you don't in a, know. In a subversive way, not yes. in the obvious way. No, in a subversive yeah. way. Yeah. So I came across something on, I don't know, somewhere, and uh, it was underwear. Like, I hate camel toe. It's uncomfortable. I don't Mm -hmm. like it. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a fetish for it, you know, just like feet and feet in stockings. Yes, sure. There's a fetish for underwear. So the Japanese came up with the um, camel toe underwear. Oh, that is a big meaty camel toe there. Meaty tog, meaty camel toe. Yes. It looks like a pig snout. It does. And they, 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 you know... Pander to cross dressers, they say. Oh, you know, is that? Um, let me see that. Is that a cross dresser right there? Well, no, it's a it's a mannequin. Oh, okay, yeah. But it says uh, cross dresser, male to female, camel toe, panty gaff, uh, nude. Okay, you said um, say those so lines it's again. It's a tucking panty. It's a gaff. Uh-huh. It's a tucking panty with a camel toe attached oh, to it. So you get to tuck, and, and then you get the benefit of a of camel the female toe. camel toe. Yeah. Nice, because the male camel toe. Is called a moose. A moose knuckle. I knew right. that because I'm a big Bee Gees fan. Oh, and who has a bigger? No moose one knuckle? has a more impressive moose knuckle than Barry. Than Gibb. the brothers Gibb. All of them, or just all, Barry? You no, know, they all feature prominently a meaty moose knuckle. Who's still around? Barry's still around. Is all he the, the only one? The only one left. It was Barry, Robin, and Morris. Morris and Andy. Well. Andy, have we talked about Andy Gibb before? We have, right? Uh, I'm sure we have. You know, I, I told you because I've told the story where I performed at his 30th birthday party you in Miami in, at Club Ovo in Miami, which Club Ovo turned. In, this is 1986. I was going to ask what year it was. 86, I believe. Because Seduction used to do Club New and Club Deco all the time down there in Miami. Because Club Ovo turned into the Warsaw Ballroom. Oh, which I know, which yeah. I played. Yeah, yeah. So. You, this was before you were RuPaul. Yes. This is before Supermodel. This is 88. This is 88. This is when I 
This is eighty. Uh, when I met you. This is yeah, yeah exactly because yeah. uh, Lahoma Larry because that's pre seduction too. This is when I met you that La- time. Lahoma Larry T and I were hired to go down and perform at Barry at uh, Andy Gibbs' birthday party. Barry was there. I I believe who was the famous one he was with Victoria Principal. Yes, yeah, Victoria Principal. Yeah, and it was his thirtieth birthday party. He was so beautiful. He was gorgeous. So my t- I think it was my tenth my ten year old birthday party. I was yeah that much. 68, no, 78. Was he around in 78? Yes. 70, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shadow ever, Dancing. Everlasting Life. Yep. This is how I remember yeah. it. My 10th birthday party. I party in my basement because we were broke. So we hey, had party, party in my in basement. Party in my basement. And I got three copies of Everlasting Love. You're kidding That's me. how popular. Of a 45? No, the album. Oh, the album. And yeah. I'm wondering how many albums. That must have been, it was a huge success, yes, correct? Yes, it was, yeah. Um, he w- and he died from a drug overdose. I believe. Co- he, or they, I, or they found know, cocaine in his system, Yeah, right? he, I think he had a heart attack that was induced, in- induced by uh, prominent drug abuse. Yeah, it was amazing. And I remember uh, that birthday specifically because I got three of those albums. Listen, don't get me talking about the Brothers Gibb because I love them so much. Actually, I could talk about them and start crying, honestly, because I love them so much. What was it, it about them that you love? It first so of all, the, the the songwriting is impeccable. The voices together, I love siblings' voices together, especially when they the pointers, Jackson the sister Five. Sledge. Mm. They are uh, the brothers Gibb when when siblings sing together. What about the brothers Johnson, the brothers, I love all the brothers Johnsons. Strawberry letter twenty two. <laughs> but but do you love the brothers Johnson or do you love the brothers, the brothers Johnsons? Johnson's. <laughs> I do. I yeah. absolutely do. Yeah. But um, but I love I love the bit. And in fact, I I went to see in Vegas. I went to see the Australian Bee Gees. It's a, a tribute group. I cried three times. Did you? I certainly did. You are an easy cry, though. Well, I'm not an easy cry, but it, the Bee Gees do it I, to I, me. Just, I mean, I disagree. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah. Um, and then. There was, um, 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 but we were talking about something that led to, oh, Moose Knuckle. Yes. Um, and, uh, right, in Japanese. Mm-hmm. You were there. Why were you there with Take 7? Okay, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> I was a groupie. No, just kidding. Um, Seduction was to perform in the same uh, venue. The, oh, the Moose Knuckle Arena? Correct. Uh-huh. The, the Camel Toe Arena. <laughs> right. So after seven was there finishing their last date and then seduction was a residency for two weeks. So after seven was there a um, uh, little before six, though, a little bit before six. And uh-huh. then after seven, seduction took over. If that makes sense, then you are brilliant. So we got our three pairs of camel toe underwear. Yeah. <laughs> this was the first time seduction performed with a live band ever, which was so stupid. Wait a minute. Is this the truth? This is the truth. Did you guys only perform with a live band once? We performed with a live band twice. It was... In Japan, yeah, and at Grad Night in Disney, oh, the Disney Grad Night. Yeah, but the funny thing was, we had a live band, and again, CNC Music Factory didn't trust that we could sing or they could do it or replicate it because mm-hmm. everything was done in studio. Mm-hmm. That they had uh, not CNC Music Factory, CNC. Mm-hmm. Um, they made us play the live music over the track. Oh, Clavillis and Cole, yes. made them play the track. And the then... live musicians, how degrading is that for a live musician? Well, they made them pay, play over the track, but to them, they're in their defense, they were saying, well, it made it sound fuller and more complete. So you didn't have the emptiness when you're playing this live music yeah. that you wouldn't get from sure. a studio how did sound. It, sound. it sounded weird because it's dance music with a live band, and nobody freaking wants dance yeah. music with a live nobody band. Nobody wants it. No, it sounded weird, but. 
It was fun for me. It was you really said you fun. You were there for two weeks. Two weeks. We were there in total for three or three and a half weeks in Tokyo. And what I loved about it, I smoked cigarettes back then. You could have cigarettes on every corner. There was a cigarette machine and a coffee machine. It was the first time I had coffee in a can. How convenient! So convenient. Yeah. I loved going to the Japan. I called it the Japanese Seven Eleven, but it was these little marts yeah. that had like steroidal buns and and. Um, strawberries it's an interesting culture i think because of the repression it anytime you have repression it creates a a a, 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 a the counteract the counterbalance is something really odd and it exists and it really exists but i and i would go to these nightclubs in the tokyo like i love japan i had such one of the best times in my entire life in japan now i was young I would go to all these nightclubs. What I did notice for the first time is driving around at three o'clock in the morning and their entire office area, their downtown area was lit up and people were at work at three o'clock in the morning. That's hot. That's why they're rich. Yeah. So it was an amazing experience and it's one that I'd never forget. So to answer your question, after Seven was there before us, we went to go see their last show. Oh, ever. Uh, no, not ever. <laughs> in Japan at that venue. I don't know if they went on, but I knew that I was meeting Babyface's brother. Oh, yeah. And at that time, LaFace, L.A. Yeah. Reed, and Babyface were the songwriters and the producers. Right. And in my head, I was like, let me just go uh-huh. charm Kevon yes. and see what I can get from yes. LaFace, uh-huh. which ended up being eh, nothing. Yeah. But <laughs> it was an amazing experience. So we went to see After 7 and then the next night. We took over and we played there and then we went to some other cities in Japan and then went back. And I remember as we came back, we were in the limo and that's when they played us the demo for um, Dan, 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 Dan. Oh and I remember goodness. going, what? Why is Martha Wash singing this? Uh-huh. Seduction's your group. Why is this not our song? Because our first album was done. We mm. were about to start recording the second Seduction album. I wanted that song. Yeah. And they wouldn't give it up. She's talking about everybody dance everybody now. Everybody dance uh, now. Going to make you sweat. They were like, well, we're going to be a new group. Oh, cool. so wait a minute. Okay, so Clavis and Cole went with you to Japan? Nope. Nope, they didn't go. They stayed back. Who played the, the thing? Musicians. The they were musicians. Oh, they're our road manager. Oh, the road manager played you the Named demo Willie, for yeah. Going to Make You Sweat. Correct. Everybody dance now. Which really, when Martha Wash is on it, it's not a demo. It's not a demo, It's honey. a finished it's product. It's a finished, done Put a bow on it. And when it happened, I literally went, why is... I kn- I had that feeling in the pit of my stomach. You didn't have it in your camel toe Did panties? Did not have it in my camel toe panties. They were dry. <laughs> I had it in the pit of my stomach. I said, I want this on. They were like, no. Okay, so well, let's fast forward. You had another thing on your list. It was camel toe ta- Your camel Pirelli... Camel panties. Camel po- <laughs> Oh my god. 
It's oh now potential. Oh, dear Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Camelbox. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Calyx, oh, my God. Calyx potential. Oh, God. Okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, my God. Camel potential. <laughs> I love that. Crazy. That was your portmanteau of the day. Yes. Camel potential. Oh, Jesus is alive. <laughs> yes. Amen. Camel potenties. Oh, the devil is a joke. The devil is a liar. Can Michelle. I tell you another great drag name I thought of? What? Are you ready? Yeah. Bitches out there, if you don't take this, you're stupid. Yeah. Angela Merkin. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, what? Angela Merkin. That is really. Angela? You say it again. Yes. yes. Angela Merkin. That is brilliant. Of course, it's a play on Angela the Merkel. Chancellor yeah. of Germany. 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 Uh-huh. Angela Merkin. Yeah. <laughs> German drag queens that are listening. It's brilliant. If you haven't done it, yeah. I'd be let Because her real name is Angela a- Merkel. Angela Merkel. Yeah. You're saying Angela Merkin. Merkin. Brilliant. It leads right into it's it. It's brilliant. It is brilliant. Thank you. Give this woman a, a prize for, from the UN. Something. Or a, a, a People's Choice Award. Something. Camel potanti camel underwear. Give, give her a pair of camel potanti. Camel potanti. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Ah! Ah! <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I'm oh sweating. God. Me too. I'm I want to talk about your Pirelli calendar. Let's talk about my Pirelli calendar. You, sh- you were the queen of hearts. I'm the queen you were queen of shards. You played the queen of shards. I'm the queen of hearts on the Pirelli calendar, which is a great honor. You know, Pirelli has done this calendar for years and years. That's and why years. I want to talk about it. It's yeah. a huge honor. It's, it's a huge, huge honor. Yeah. And did you, when did you find out I was going to do uh, it? You never told me. I saw it on something and I was like, what? You, but you did it with huge names. Yes. The one I can't pronounce. Yes, he's from Armistead. He's amazing. And I, once I read his name, I could say it. Can you find it? He's in Armistead. And because um, uh, I figured out a way to say his name. You did? He was married to Kimora Lee Simmons. Correct. Dianju, like the pair. He, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Armistead, I'm coming. And, I, and once I heard his name, I came up with a way to be able to say it. I thought it was like, did did Giorno? That's a pizza. See, we're American. We can't be expected to pronounce it. Jamon Hunsu. Jamon. Jamon. Hunsu. I think I'm saying it right. I think you are. Jamon Hunsu. He's sexy. Jamon Hunsu. Oh, he's very sexy. And and he's tall, isn't he? He is tall. Yeah, he's gorgeous. It was amazing. He's lovely. Who else was in your scene? It's um, uh, this this model, a Cheyenne model. Cheyenne. Uh, Her name is... um, Riza Blythe. I can't can't remember now. Okay, great. um, (laughs) Rachel Hunter. Yeah. But no, everybody's black in it. Everybody's got... Oh, oh, oh. Everybody's black. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's the whole thing. My eyes were on you, Queen of Hearts. And then um, Naomi Campbell, Sean Puff, Daddy Kitty, Kitty Combs. Potanti. Yes, he's in it. And... um, P. Diddy Potanti. Whoopi Goldberg is in it. And... Were they all themed... From Alice in Wonderland? Yes, everybody plays a, a character in Alice in Wonderland. Oh, wasn't uh, yeah. Whippy uh, Mad Hatter or Probably. one of them? Yeah. yeah. And then Innes, uh, I always uh-uh. say, you know, I always do this. Idris Elba. No, no, no. Oh. I always call Edward Innifel, I say Innes. Edward Full. Edward Full. <laughs> I swear, I always do that. It's just the way my brain works. Yeah. But his name is Edward Innifold, and he is the new editor of British Vogue. Oh, that's amazing. And this was his last styling job before... 
he became editor-in-chief of British Vogue. That's amazing. It's amazing. But still... Idris Elba. Yeah, exactly. That's a side. But um, we went over there. Uh, Where did you shoot at? I don't remember. It in was America? In London. In Thank London. You. And I went with, um, uh, you know, uh, DNR, yep. Delta and Raven. Uh-huh. And uh, Theron went. We all went for a weekend. And I got it done. Got I it got done. shit done. Got it done. Uh, but I got to tell you, when, the Sunday morning after we shot, uh, I got up early in the morning. And went walking all over Soho. Please talk to me about London. Please tell me. do, Because you, you weren't there with me. And it'll be a different experience when we go we together. We go together. When we make the Drag Race UK thing. Or when we go to pitch. Whatever we're going to do. Have we ever been there together? No. We need uh, to be there together. Uh. Because my London's going to be different than your London. Yeah. And I want to, you to experience my London. I would love to. I would love to. Isn't walking around Soho when nobody's there? This is the it was a, a dream. Was a light mist. It wasn't cold. How amazing! It was Tell beautiful. Me, Just it. To, and it wasn't much sick on the on the sidewalk either. Yeah. Well, well you always find that outside the Admiral Duncan. Strangely, there was not, not a lot of sick. Yeah. And um, it was so beautiful. I actually any city. I love walking around at dawn. Yeah. And uh, on a Sunday morning. London. I'm <clears> sorry. You know, I'm partial. Yes. But London especially, is so magical. Yeah. It really is just phenomenal. And then when you start going to where I, I place, I place mm-hmm. in the north of London, it's even that much more because it's it's greener. It's got yeah. a little bit more because, you know, you're in Soho. That's the real thick of the city. Yeah. You know? But you start going to the north, to Hampstead, Hampstead Garden suburbs out there. It's just so beautiful. It's and I gorgeous. love the south too, down by Vauxhall. That's all amazing. But London for me is just London calling, uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh. You know, a song that plays over and over in my head when I'm walking around there is Tower of London by ABC. Do you remember that song? I don't have my phone here. I, I think I do. I you. used to love <clears throat> ABC. ABC. Yeah. They were amazing. The look, that's the look. Yeah, the that look, look of love. love. Yeah. That was your big hit. Yeah. Anyway, so we did this thing. And, I, I, it's, you know, this has been a really, really great year for me in my career. I've been doing this. I climbed on stage for money the first time in 1982. In New York? Or in, no, in Atlanta. In Atlanta. Yep. in Atlanta. It was the first time I got paid for being on stage. For being a hoe. For being a hoe on stage. And here, 35 years later, you know, finally... <laughs> Things are really looking up. But can I just say that goes, this is, as we wrap this up, that's what this is about. We always talk Long almost haul. ad nauseum about stick with itness and how yeah. many times I've cried to you mm-hmm. about, I, I think I should give up. I think I should go back to radio. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen for me. Mm. I'm getting older, mm. but things have changed. You can be now a woman of a certain age yeah. and just break in. Yeah. You can be happy if you stick with where your heart is. Also, you you can make your own rules. What's that restaurant where you have to write out the, your the, the claim menu? jumper? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a restaurant where you have to write out what you want the on counter. your hamburger. The counter. Yeah, that's right. Why did I know that? Yeah, yeah, I don't know why you knew that. Yeah, but the counter you have to write it. I'm the like counter. What, then waitress, what's your what's your ass doing here? Why well, I have to do all this homework? I look at it like fun. You know, I don't want to write. I don't want to do no. I damn feel homework. that way about picking strawberries with my kid. I don't want to go damn do no mean. This hard labor, bitch. Well, this is a slave days. Uh, you want me you. picking strawberries? Now give me my strawberries in a little basket. <laughs> I want to be like Holly Hobby. Exactly. Yeah. So, but to say the truth, the truth of the matter is, in this life, you can create your own experience, and you know you'll have to make sacrifices. Absolutely. Right. But it doesn't. You don't have to follow the rule the way someone else. 
before you has because it won't yeah. work. For doesn't you. work that way. Want to know why? That's <clears throat> their rule. This right. is your rule. So maybe you know Madonna made it at twenty four and dropped off in Times Square. That's not my way. And I grew up with a lot of years going. I want to do it just like she did. Right, it. Right. It's not going to happen for me just like she did it. Yeah. So I'm pap- carving out my path my way. But it's already happened for you, uh, Michelle. You have had such an incredible career. It's you know you're sort of. Comparing it to someone else's experience, that's the mistake. Correct. You've but that's had what a we grow up doing. Fabulous career. I guess I equate a fabulous career with making money. <laughs> because the oh, first old chestnut. 10 years, I had a great career. Yeah. I was a huge recording artist at one point. I made zero dollars. That's no joke. So, yes, I am so grateful for everything that's happened, but I wasn't even able to pay my friggin' rent mm. if I didn't have a fiancé at the time that was, you know, had a job. Mm-hmm. So it's hard not to equate that when you look at success. I'm super grateful for what I've got, but the whole point in wrapping this up is you don't have to do what somebody else did because that's their path, sure. not yours. Even people who have, let's say, sickness in the family and their parent didn't live past 50, so they're convinced they're going to die at 50. Right, right, right. And there's a, there's a lot of A lot of, of people do that. Yeah. Yes. You okay. don't have to do that. That's their storyline, not yours. So yeah. it's hard not to do that, but just know that you can cre- create your own destiny. Sure. Absolutely. And this might have been your most successful year to date, but it's just going up. It's not going you know down. What, you know what? You know what? I'm digging it in this moment. I have no Good. expectations. Good. I, and I honestly, even during the lean times, I I've, I loved it. I loved what I get to to do and and Also experience. made you who you are. Sure. In those lean times, which weren't that long ago, mm-hmm. I am very grateful that I was able to be with my children, yep. my husband. I was grateful for everything that I had. You know, I wish my mom was here to do it with me, just like mm-hmm. you wish your mom was here to do it with mm-hmm. you. But this is life. Yeah. And we are grateful for everything we have. And for every single person that listens to this, we love you and we thank you for doing this with us. Absolutely. Until next time, my dear. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you're going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else, amen. Hey, hey,